Talish Trevine. Thank you so much for being the first, my first female guest. You're my first female guest. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yes, ma'am, you are. Okay, so in preparation for this interview, one of the places I researched was your Instagram account. And I saw over time how you evolved from the soprano who works out to this alkaline vegan queen um, who wants to motivate others to being their best selves. And I highly commend you for that. Um, but looking into the past, uh, looking past the workouts, the eating alkaline clean, the inspirational quotes, if we got down to the bare bones of it all, who is Talise Trevine? Tell the people. You know, that is such a good question because I was thinking, I was like, wow, have I even asked myself that? Um, look, singing is only one aspect of me. That has always been the case. Um, Instagram has allowed me to document some of my other passions. Um, but I, I always tell people, I did not choose music. Like opera chose me. I actually started on a different path, um, conflicted between becoming an attorney or being a dancer. Um, I had received early acceptance into ABT and I tore my ACL the summer before my senior year. So I didn't have the fancy dancy you know, surgery, microscopic, oh, you're back on your feet in two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of knew, I mean, look, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, I remembered meeting the great Arthur Mitchell mm -hmm. years down the road, and I actually ended up singing in one of their ballets, St. Louis Woman. Wow. And we started talking, and I said, you don't understand, like, I've been dying to meet you. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it's wonderful. And then I started telling about my career in ballet and who I studied with in California where I grew up in the Bay Area. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, and she was like a disciple of your teacher of the Balanchine. I was like, it's, you know, mm -hmm. and I said, but in hot, you know, and then I told him about my ACE. He's like, you should have brought that knee to me. I could have fixed that. And I said, well, what difference does it make? We're working together now. Right, you know what I mean? right. But we always stayed really closely connected. And mm -hmm. um, so honestly, like I'm, I'm just being straight up. Mm -hmm. I became a singer so that I could get out of the Bay Area and move to New York City. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the only reason. I had no game plan whatsoever. I know that my mother was not about to let me just run off to New York City right. by myself. Right. Um, you know, in Juilliard's a very controlled situation. Yeah. But uh, I ended up auditioning for Manhattan School of Music on a whim mm -hmm. um, and met the now president, Jim Gandry, right? James Gandry, mm -hmm. I call him Jim. Mm -hmm. He was the dean of admissions when I auditioned for them. Mm -hmm. And he sort of offered on the spot a scholarship. I mean, I literally learned like two things. That was it for that audition. Okay. Um, so literally it was like a sudden left turn. That was not really ever my intention. Mm -hmm. um, I come from a family of activists okay. anyway. Um, so at the heart of who I am, I'm always sort of like the feisty little fighter. Mm -hmm. I just choose to move in silence. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather was the first graduating, successful graduating class of the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, 
lot of heavy and big discussions that were in the rooms of my grandparents' house. Um, a lot of very important people that came through. Um, so I just knew that early on, in some way, shape, or form, as the first girl in three generations in my family too, so there's a lot of, you know, when you come from a Southern family, you know, they're like, oh, first girl. And uh, so I had to grow up playing with boys. I had all boy cousins and it was like, you don't play with the boys, you don't play at all. Right. So I've, I think my tough inner fighter, um, wanting to make a difference spirit was really, was, you know, bred into me, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I do in life is just the, the moment, that period in my life of, of, of the way in which I can infuse my own spirit into something that is meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, I met my, I, my grandfather used to tell me I was so close to him. I used to say, I want to marry you. Can you divorce grandma so I can marry you? <laughs> um, but you know, he said, I don't care if you're a garbage man, just be the best damn garbage man in the neighborhood. Right. You know, and I always carried that with me. Um, there was always an expectation of excellence there in my family. It doesn't matter what you do, just be like leave no question that you that you are doing great things yeah. um it's the same thing that i instill in my in my son and my own family uh nothing's changed mm -hmm. i just happen to be an opera singer who has all these other crazy ideas and aspirations and you know here i am <laughs> great wow yeah Thank you, airman wow i saw the pic in your instagram but i didn't connect it yeah, wow. you know, funnily enough, I actually, um, I mean, you know, but not everyone knows it, but my son plays baseball um, and was a very big part of my recent move. That was the main reason for my recent move during the pandemic. Um, but it's funny, we were just, he was at a showcase and we met the head baseball coach um, of Tuskegee and he was, you know, talking, asked me some questions about my son and, mm -hmm. and I, so I introduced myself. I said, hi, Talise Trevine. He said, <laughs> did you say your last name was Trevine? I was like, yes. I said, are you, I said, I'm assuming that you're refer you're linking it to Arthur Trevine. He's like, yeah. I said, yep, that's my grandfather. And he was like, not a common name. Right. 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 <laughs> I gotta get you some Tuskegee. And I'm like, <laughs> <in> mine. <laughs> so, nice. Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. So he's he's in the hallways, he's in the, the manual, he's in the museum. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Question two. Hmm. Knowing what you know now about the life of an opera singer, would you do it all over again? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a no. Okay. It's not a no. I'm just joking. I mean, I, I walk the middle. Um, I I'm up front with all of the young singers that I mentor. I'm like, mm -hmm. if there is anything, anything at all that you're like, oh my gosh, but I'm so in love with this. I really love this. Mm -hmm. I was like. 
You know, I always get concerned when people say like, I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm. That concerns me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because I, look, I was blessed. I stand on the shoulders of Adele Addison, Hilda Harris, mm -hmm. you know, George Shirley. And I was raised as a singer. Mm -hmm. as I called them my singing family. They raised me as the artist that I am, that you can't sing certain things if you haven't lived a life. Right. Like, I, I'm concerned when these, like, kids come up to me and they're like, okay, so I'm going to sing, um, I'm, I'm going to sing Butterfly for you. I'd, I'd love for you to hear my umbeldi. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, 20. Mm -hmm. I'm going, okay. Mm -hmm. So then I automatically jump to, so could you sing the last thing for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they go, what's the last thing? <laughs> Have you even babysat before? Like, do you have any maternal instincts? Because that is not about pretty singing. Right. You know what I mean, and you have to have, it's, I don't know. I just, you have to have a life because we, the one thing we can all say is that we had, and COVID has highlighted that. Mm -hmm. We've given everything to our careers. Mm -hmm. But what has your career given back to you? Right, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I would say, I mean, I don't take away, I mean, because it's afforded me beautiful friendships, travel, <coughs> um, you know, things that I, I just wouldn't, wouldn't have necessarily come as easily to me. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I would have just boldly like traipsed off to Russia on my own one day. You know, I mean, so I don't regret those experiences, but at the same time, I also fought I've always fought very hard not to be in anybody's box. Nobody's putting me in a box. Mm -hmm. um, that's maybe made me not always the most popular opera singer. And that's okay. Because I think there's strength in knowing where your weaknesses lie. Um, I, I, I was never, I never came into this profession to please people or to fit in or to be accepted into any particular group. So I never put that pressure on myself. Um, it's kind of unfolded organically. So I would say, if you're gonna choose this career, just be grounded. Mm. Be grounded, be a whole person. Because if you're not a whole person, what art can you bring? What do you have to say? I mean, we can just put on the same CD and keep hearing the same, <clears throat> right. you know, same chick sing this whatever role over and over again and never hear any differences but it's a life and experience and, and, and cuts and bruises and scar tissue that brings different color to the stage. Yeah. And that's what makes opera exciting. And that frankly is what has been missing. Right. <laughs> so live a little bit, gotta live a little life before you can, um, live a life. Yeah. You know, and, and, and at 20 years old, you should still be singing art songs. I'm sorry. I didn't sing an aria right. until my master's degree. Oh God! When did I start? No, <laughs> I didn't start until until. Oh God! I was in my twenty four, twenty five. Mm -hmm. Still singing art songs and and. Uh, and all kinds of art songs. That's all the thing. Just the Italian, German. Yeah, I mean, 
I spent my whole undergrad like learning chamber music mm -hmm. and contemporary mm -hmm. ensembles and symphonic music. I mean, yep. all this, by the way, is the way people are making their money right now. Right, right. Because there are there is no production. Right, there's production at least not in the states. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the con, I mean, there's so much music to be made, mm -hmm. and I just think this is actually a blessing in disguise. And um, I was like, I mean, people don't even learn oratorios anymore. I was like, okay, learning the Messiah mm -hmm. is like, that's only one. That's one. What about all the others? Right. <laughs> all the other right. Right. things that happen. So, um, yeah, but live your, live your life. Yeah. Live your, don't put music before your life. I would say that. It could, and, be, yeah, it could be a part. It could be a part. And I mean, you can even say the music is your life, but don't let it run your life. Yeah, don't let it run. Mm. All right, nice, nice. Question number three. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, COVID-19. Okay, so we've been living with this virus and its ramifications for about eight months now. Um, if you could go back in time, Knowing that it's coming this time, what would you do differently that you didn't do the first time around? You know, I wouldn't change what I did because I was actually, I mean, I've always sort of been preparing. It's always, I always have like other things on the burner mm -hmm. and I was actually preparing for a move. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't do anything differently. I always, I always think about like a, the annual plan, the five-year plan, and the fifteen-year plan. Always, it's always running in my head. Like, what are the things I'd like to do in my life? Right. And you know, I also manage a young athlete, so I, I wouldn't. I was always prepared for. I mean, I think like just. I mean, I hate to keep relating to sports, but it's like because I have pro athletes in my family. You know, the NFL. And my family was always not belong. Mm -hmm. So what else do you want to do? Like how, like, are you, you don't define yourself by just your job at the moment. Right. Um, I've always thought about other, you know, projects and things that I want to do. So I was always sort of, and, and, and putting away for a rainy day. Cause the rainy day always comes. It's yeah. just, you don't know when it's going to come. Right. And I made a decision that I would thrive in COVID, not survive, mm -hmm. but thrive. Mm -hmm. And that was my mindset. I was like, okay. I mean, literally I had flown here. I'd flown into Atlanta to jump into a production mm -hmm. and then the production shut down. I went back home and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. so that moment's here. Mm -hmm. um, right. What are we going to do? You know, and then I was in, you know, New Jersey. So I, I always laugh when other people talk about like, lockdown and being tired of COVID. I'm like, you don't know Rona. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, oh. what, are you, what is your thought on the mask? I'm like, you don't know Rona. Okay. And I go and I show them like the photos of the grocery stores with no food in them. Yeah. Or the pictures I took where I was standing in line for two hours yeah. to yeah. get groceries. And they're like, oh, you can only buy one bag of flour. Mm. And let alone find spelt flour. Listen, that was like <laughs> the search for Scarlett O'Hara. I was like, all these people baking now? What the heck? Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> was baking. 
was no bread. So no. folks learned how to bake on their own. Yep. Listen, I have never been so happy to be vegan. <laughs> 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 like, right, you have to go searching for meat. No. Nothing like that. But yeah, people started their own, and I saw that in your Instagram, people started their own gardens. People started making their own bread. Yes. And, 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 and I know folks who have chickens started to have chickens so they can get those eggs. Look, I'm it's survival mode. It is survival mode here. Yes. I'm embarrassed to tell you, I paid $22 for a bag of spelt flour. Yes, I did. Mm. I, was like, I had to. You had to. You had to, get, you had to do what you had to do. I was like, you don't understand. I need yeah. flour. So, I mean, look, but it was, you know, it's funny because I was talking to when I would talk to my dad, and he's like, listen, he was like, your people came from farming. Mm -hmm. he was Girl, like, you can make your own flour. He was like, you can make your own flour. You got this. Like, what, what, really? And I was like, you know what? And, and that is the other thing, like, having the time to sort of simplify, mm -hmm. reassess. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I could survive. Mm -hmm. it, it forced it forced me to tap into my best self, right. my strongest self, mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for that. Because you know what? If I have just been floating by and like, oh, la, 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 and look, mm -hmm. I'm traveling here, I'm doing that, mm -hmm. then I might, I might not have had this opportunity to reassess. Right. And so I will. I'm kind of grateful for that. You know what I mean? Like I've learned that. Thank God I'm a Virgo. I, I got packed up a house in like two weeks. Wow. I hate moving. You're good. Uh, oh, it's awful. I mean, I've been slowly pairing myself. Like one of my other passions is tiny homes mm -hmm. and tiny living. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed. Like I already have like a running list of what, like what designers I'm going to go with. Um, and I'm, you know, secretly searching for like the land, plot of land or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been kind of paring myself down. I'm like, well, only a few years out and the kids out and then I can pare down more. So I never mind getting rid of things. Um, sometimes I shoot myself in the foot and I'm like, ooh, I probably should have held on to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like clutter. So I'm always like, we don't need that. We haven't used that in two years. So literally it was just like, I came home. I was like, right. Everything in school was online. Mm -hmm. I was like, whatever. Um, I'd say the hardest part of COVID was managing, you know, a teenage athlete's expectations of not having a season. Right. Yeah, that part of being a parent. So, I mean, because having a baseball player and a left-handed pitcher is like raising a tenor. <laughs> well, that, that comes to my, that segues right into my next question. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. So, being in close quarters for extended periods of time can stress both out. Has being in quarantine revealed anything about yourself that you never realized before? And has it tested your relationship with your son? Um, I realize that I might be slightly OCD. <laughs> I, I wear that. I, you know, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I, like, literally... <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably like my need like you know like to have order like in because you know it was like making stability 
in the middle of you know chaos and and instability and i realized that as I, as I look back like even when i come home like i walk in the door and he's like why do you walk in the door when you come home and like the first you're like hey <laughs> and you're like immediately scanning the house <laughs> <laughs> I admit, I, I'm gonna own. I'm gonna wear that. He would okay. be proud of me. I'm gonna own that. Mm -hmm. Like having order in the house mm -hmm. is a thing for like it's comforting. Like just like like before I go to bed, like I sweat for the floors before mm -hmm. I go to bed because God forbid it should get up and like the floor is dirty in the morning. <laughs> like what? Like where the like who else is gonna be walking on the floor? I didn't say it made sense. I just said, <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. It's hard being Virgo. It's it's hard, right? It's hard. right. And I, you know, I admit, like living with it, like he is, like super, um, hyper focused. Like he knows, like he, like he knew at eleven what he was gonna do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like at eleven, I was like still playing with Barbies and like, worried mm -hmm. about who was gonna be my friend. He's like super focused. Mm -hmm in ways that I could have never. Like, I admire that. Mm -hmm. um, the cleaning? <laughs> I, I will just say this. I'm sure that any other mother of, of a male child oh, yeah. will agree. Like, if you want to understand men, you want to learn about men, raise a boy. <laughs> and then you realize, am I not just, do I need to die on that hill? So... Fortunately, his bedroom was on one side of the house, mm -hmm. mine is on the other, and we just agreed. Keep that door closed. Right. I let things go. That's mm -hmm. a new thing. I've learned to let things go. I've accepted things about myself, okay. and I'm letting things go, which is, that's, that's big for me. COVID mm -hmm. taught me that you cannot control which, anything other than what you can control. Yeah. So why get worked up about it? Right. True. Door's closed. You don't need to see that mess. He's got to live in there. Right. I'm out. The rest of the house is sparkling clean. I'm good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just you know, as long as there's nothing growing on the walls. Right. No mold. Nothing. You'll be all right. You're all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good. 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 All right. So question five. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know how high the stress levels can be in this business. Mm. Um, so being a, a, a mother of a teenager that has to travel so much, uh, I know that's an added stress. Mm. So um, uh, with all the traveling and being gone month, at months at a time, have, how have you figured out how to handle it? And, and how's just, how does your son handle it? Does he handle it well? You know, he's, it's funny because, I mean, he was born and then he was traveling. I mean, literally, I went back to work a month after he was born mm -hmm. um, when I was living in the UK and I was filming an opera. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were filming it on location in, uh, in Morocco. So, mm -hmm. oh. in fact, we postponed, we postponed the project because I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it's always been his life. I mean, there were like a few years in there that were bumpy where he was like, I hate your job. Um, and that was like around three and four. Mm -hmm. um, but I did make a point um, to not have him travel with me. I put him in school. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? 
this is my career. This is not your life. Right. Um, you, you know, everyone has what works for them, but mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was normal to have my child always backstage at the opera house. Right. I think that he needed to form his own identity. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, he's a huge lover of the arts. I mean, he loves it. Mm -hmm. He will always be a patron, which I think is far more important than putting out another musician. Right. We don't need any more of those. Right. Um, and in fact, you know, if he becomes a left-handed pitcher, well, then he can just give us blank checks and keep the opera going. So, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, um, I, it, it was, I was fortunate in that kind of things early on fell together very easily. When he was born, I had this um, one, like an American nanny who actually was from, believe it or not, my first professional job back in the States after he was born. And she was from Des Moines and I had a job in Des Moines mm -hmm. coming up. Um, but I was sharing her with Tandy Newton mm -hmm. because Tandy Newton, very similarly to, to me, is like, if I'm home, I don't want you up in my house raising my kids. I'll raise my kids. Right. But if I'm on the road, I need help. Mm -hmm. So she didn't really want to afford her full time anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I'm an opera singer. Who's Ford and a full-time nanny? Right, right. And um, so we agreed to split her. Mm -hmm. So the first, I'd say, Sam was four when we moved back to the States from, he was almost five when we moved back to the U.S. from the U.K. Mm -hmm. um, but I had this great nanny who was like actually like part of the, the family practically. And then when it was time for me to come back, she was actually ready to come back. Oh. So I was lucky that Sam has only ever really known one nanny sitter mm -hmm. um, or my mom, mm -hmm. or my dad, you know, or someone in the family. Um, I was fortunate in that way. I mean, I'm, it's no different than any other working mother. Like, how do you make it work? Like, right. you know, um, I am happy that I became a mom in the UK and not the US because I, I don't know how women leave their children at six weeks. I mean, six weeks, what? Like I was just getting, like we were only two weeks into filming mm. and he was like so needy, you know what I mean? Right, but right, right, right. Um, I thought it was gonna get easier. <laughs> As he got older, I was like, oh, it's gonna be great. You know, whatever. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, it's like, oh, he's got a tournament. He's gonna be in Florida. He's gotta be here. He's gotta be there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he in his, in his ways has also been blessed that he's got, you know, great mentors behind him. Mm -hmm. So it's truly a family affair when it comes to managing him. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, apparently I'm still cool enough because even like on his birthday, I had dress rehearsal that night mm -hmm. and he like came out with me and he brought his laptop and he was like remote and he was like, no, I'm just going to go work out in the gym. And, uh, and then I'm gonna go long toss and I'm going to dial into class. But I was like, I must be doing something right. That I was, I'm still cool enough that he actually wanted to come with me and see what was going on. Oh, that's um, nice. You know, but, um, it, it's been tough. I mean, I think it's, I'm probably not going to be popular for saying this, but it just is. Mm. Um, it's harder for the woman to leave home. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're not gonna get in trouble. I agree with you with that. 
it's just, it's, it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, it's so difficult. No, it's, no, it's not difficult for you. It's harder for, and like literally no matter what time zone I'm in, no matter where I, I am always a foot in my house mm -hmm. and then a foot somewhere else. And I'm like managing, you know, over here, okay, he's got to get to this and what, it, always, like it has never, ever, ever changed. I don't think there's ever been a day. I've yeah. never gone away to a job and been like, whew, kick back you're always wearing two three hats yeah. you're managing two households right you know you're managing your own self yeah. managing food back at home um yeah it's 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 not easy and so that is not to say that it can't be done right you right. just have to have well orchestrated you can have everything right just not maybe not all at once at the same time absolutely i believe in that i believe in yeah that. Excellent, excellent. Okay, let's talk about the other, I'm not going to say elephant, let's call this the donkey in the room. Um, <laughs> diversity in opera. Um, the public hasn't really heard from you regarding this subject of diversity um, um, that's taking precedent within the industry right now. Um, have you kept silent for a reason? And if you want to talk about it, what is your take on what's happening now? Well, um, the first question I would ask is, it depends on how you're defining silence. Okay. Um, you, oh, well, I'll say this. You haven't been asked. That's one way of putting it. Okay. Or you haven't, you haven't given your opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I definitely have opinions. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, spill it, girl. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this. I have been fighting this fight well before COVID, well before it became popular, before Black Lives Matter was acceptable. Black lives have always mattered. I come from a family of activists. Mm -hmm. I've always been aware. Um, in fact, there has never been a moment in my career where I haven't thought about that. When I created the role of Pip, I was very cognizant of the fact that I am creating a role in standard repertoire mm -hmm. that is going to employ other Black women, mm -hmm. which was needed. And it's not Porgy and Bess. Right. And it's not Showboat. Right. <laughs> I... Um, have many times, I mean, handpicked other women of color and said, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. You need to step into this. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't, look, big men move in silence. Mm -hmm. And I don't, want, I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it. All right. Um, when the pandemic hit, I was already sitting on many panels, mm -hmm. um, many advisory seats, and I've been talking about the fact that there are um, not enough, not only just color, but where are the women of color right. in leadership in this business? Mm -hmm. I'm on the steering committee for Women's Opera Network, and I've been saying, I was like, um, there are plenty of women that I know that are out there, and we don't seem to get we don't even get a look. Right, right. You know, um, I've, I've put out a few tinted 
declarations on my on my social media mm -hmm. um one being very pointed because it came to me that someone had said that that i wasn't doing enough mm. Mm. so i put out the statement mm -hmm. i said i'm no longer asking for a seat at your table right oh. i'm building my own i saw that i saw that i saw that 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 meme but i i okay got it mm -hmm. You know, and it and and fighting for the what's right mm -hmm. comes in different shapes and forms. I mean, you know, when I went, for example, when I'm singing Butterfly and Basel. Mm -hmm. I was the first American woman to sing a title role like that, mm -hmm. let alone a black woman. It wasn't it wasn't lost on me. Wow. And but I went into that knowing that. I deserve that spot and I didn't want to make a lot of noise about it because I don't need to be set aside or put in a special box. Right. It's normal. I'm a woman of color who happens to be an opera singer. Right. Nobody else calls that into question for anybody else. Right. There were no headlines in Basel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't need a wall mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for people to know that it's important or that I have people that my people have been singing opera. I don't need you to put up a wall. Right. An installation. We've been here. Right. Right. And so, you know, I choose, and look, I've seen many of my colleagues be vocal about what they want, and everyone has an opinion, and people will take it. And I mean, people just, look, people are stressed, people mm -hmm. are passionate, people are, are desperate, people are not working. Right. Um, so I, I understand, but sometimes when you put things out there, right now the climate is that it will be judged and it's rarely in a taken in that you will upset someone you're gonna upset someone it's and it's i've seen really good colleagues who are doing good work and they'll put something out there and it's like nobody asked you for blah, blah, blah. and i'm like wow 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 really mm -hmm. so i choose my social media space mm -hmm. to be a place of solace and healing because I am concerned about my brothers and sisters and our health. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about that first and foremost. I ha always have been. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why when we're so worried about getting that check, mm -hmm. we're very aware that our health and being able to sing on the road, three planes later, different time zone, right. climate, we know that all that affects mm -hmm. our instrument why is health and mm. vocal ability, why are they separate? Who said that that's separate? Right. So right. when people say to me like, oh, you know, is this, no, it's not, it's not new. It's just one of my many other passions. And I worry about our mental and our, our overall wellness of, of our people, because you know what? We're the ones being affected the most. Oh, yeah, by COVID, absolutely. And so I don't need to sing a living room concert to be down for the cause. I don't need to sing, you know, we shall overcome to, I've been fighting this fight always. Every time I step into the room in a standard repertoire, like Mimi or anyone, Layla, I'm standing on the shoulders of great women before me. And I know what that means. And every time one of us steps on stage, even if we're the only one in the room, Mm -hmm. It's normalizing the fact that we deserve to be there. Right, right. 
and and so it's not that I've chosen to be silent. I've just chosen to be active in other ways. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the other thing is what I see also is in some aspects, it can hurt you down the line. I'm not saying that's your, your situation. I'm just saying, yeah, no, I, no. but it's be, but it's being manifested now in some, I'm not even going to say no names, but, but it's being manifested now. Whereas um, those people who are in power are like, mm-mm. Nope. Let's just, let's just see where we're sitting in 22. Right. 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 And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm also acutely aware, um, you know, because I also learned this stuff, is even with, like, you know, my own child. Mm -hmm. Social media, mm -hmm. you got to know. Got to work it. Dealing with. <laughs> and because <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know many a pro athlete <laughs> celebrity who has said something back when they were way back when, and that will come back to bite. You know what I'm saying? It will come, it will come back on you. And you might just thought like, it was just how you were in your feelings that day. COVID brings that out. You know what I mean? So you don't want to have said something that I would rather my body of work speak for that instead. Um, not, not a blurb. My, my, my media, my social media is my happy space. It's what keeps I'm, me sane. I'm, I'm trying to, well, now that I, <clears throat> for instance, I don't have any skin in the game anymore, really. So I get to speak my mind. <laughs> I get to speak my mind. So uh, my biggest thing is, uh, and I agree with you, you know, I don't have to sit at your table, I can build my own. But my, 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 I love this quote, I came up with this quote, it wasn't a quote at the time, it was just something that came popped out of my hat, in my mind. First of all, branding, brand, that's another person coming with you in a second, but branding yourself. The other thing is this, you want to be a household name, and I'm not, this is my quote, you want to be a, you want to get in the household, you want to be a household name, and I'm not talking about the opera house, you want to get in the house but not the opera house. They're not going to help you. Nope. They're not going to help. They used to. It used to be a time way back. Way, way back, back where they would do that, but they're not doing that anymore. So now that the time of COVID, you have to come up. Okay, plan A was singing. Okay, so plan A is not there. So you have to have plan B, C, D, E, and F even if you have to. You got to come up with, you got to yes. come up with something. I, I I I saw you post that, and I was like, "Thank, thank you, thank you." Okay, and it's the funny thing is, I because I've gotten it from people. They're like, "So, are you not singing anymore?" And I was like, "You know what's funny to me? It's like any if you're not a social media. actor, rapper, singer, design, everybody like they never." They are never questioned for branding themselves. Right. Everybody's got a perfume line. Everybody's got a clothing line, a lipstick. You know what I mean? Everybody's got something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is it an opera that we like that you are not legitimate enough if you are not exclusively some starving, dying artist, right. you know, dying for your art? Right. Mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. I don't remember anybody died for their art in the past, in the 20th century. <laughs> and in the latter part of the 20th century, let me say that, especially in opera singer. I ain't seen no opera singer die for their art. They no. make some money. Really? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I, you know, that's, and that was the biggest thing the shift that happened with this being still and being quiet, I was like, you know what? You need to get back to who you always, like who you were, like what you mm-hmm. love. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love my job as an opera singer, mm-hmm. but I love mentoring mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, be- becoming an alkaline vegan, that is a big part of why I'm still here and singing. And you know what? Other people need to know that. And if I can teach someone else about health, and, I mean, because if, you, if you're not here and you're in a box six feet under, ain't right. nobody singing. Right. So right. it doesn't even really matter. Um, and I just decided, you know, I, I, did, I, I did decide to move forward with my brand and to mm-hmm. decide what, what my brand is. And thank God I have a brilliant manager who entertains my crazy ideas. And she's like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Deborah Sanders. I'm thanking you because for all those 5 a.m. phone calls, I'm like, what about, <laughs> and she's never told me no. She's never, right. told me. she's also in London. So it's like, right, right. Okay. <laughs> she was like, why are you up? And I'm like, well, I have right. this idea. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking. Um, so I'm grateful, you know what I mean, to have someone to be surrounded by a team of people who, who entered there, they, there's no, no, they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. so how can we, how can we make that happen? You know, and I did decide that I was going to write a book about my journey to becoming alkaline and, um, the road, I mean, how I got there. I mean, I, I'll just generally talk about it, but I'll, when the mm-hmm. book oh, up, sure, you know, sure. I mean, it was, it was a health decision that needed to be made. Mm-hmm. I had never in my entire career ever, ever canceled a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was finishing up some, something at the Met. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the last note that I sang, I was like, I went, I walked out of that Mm-hmm. Into, you know, into the tunnel and I called my manager I was like I need to shut it down and figure out what's going on because mm-hmm. I barely made it through that and mm-hmm. this is not good mm-hmm. and I found out that um, I didn't even know this and I don't think many singers know this mm-hmm. but if you have like uh, an infection or like a sinus infection or something like that mm-hmm. which I, I used to have chronic sinus sinitis mm-hmm. all the time it was ridiculous mm-hmm. um, that si- that infection mm-hmm. can cause a temporary a temporary uh, paralysis mm. in your cords. Oh wow! I was like, okay, I literally, this might be a little TMI, but I have pictures, like framed pictures of my cords because they were pristine, mm-hmm. and I've never had it. Like I remember, I get the pictures back. I'm like, ooh, look at that. He's like, no, your cords are perfect. So I would like take that picture, put it on the refrigerator. I was, pr- I'm proud of my vocal health, but that mm-hmm. was like excuse me and so I literally had to shut it down I mean like no talking nothing um and I remember my ENT he was new to me and he was like 
I just need to go back in and scope again. And he was just taking a little, I was like, okay, this is way longer than mm-hmm. most scopes take. And he was like, do you take um, any acid reflux medicine? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, honey, I've been on acid reflux medicine since 9-11. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you need to stop that, but mm-hmm. like, immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I just literally went like searching for answers. It kind of started as a challenge for my sister because I remember my sister was like, ooh, there's this like 28 day vegan challenge. Mm-hmm. I had been vegetarian before. I was vegetarian for like 13 years mm-hmm. prior to my son. And then I moved to England and I fell into their garbage about eating whole wheat and all this stuff. And I was right, like, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, and look, I got to get healthy. So this would be like a detox. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading more about Dr. Sabi. And uh, also learned not to put Dr. Savy in my posts because they get pulled. Oh, but really? Really? Are you serious? That's oh, another question. Instagram? They pull it? Because my Instagram and Facebook are like linked. Right. And if you get to, oh yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the only one. I was like, I go back and look for something to repost it because I'm like, oh, that's important. I'm going to repost that again so people can see it. Gone. Wow. Wow. The alkaline issue is controversial because it, it, it brings into question a lot of things about like big pharma and. Well, yeah. 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 Mm. um, But I realized, I was like, people need to, singers need to know this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Acid reflux medication is not your friend. Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell everyone, you need to go out and research what that does. Yeah. It actually does what you think it's supposed to be helping you with. Pull Prilosec off. They pulled it off because it was some um, heart issues or something going on. Heart issues. No, but it exacerbates the situation. Wow. It's, you become dependent. And let me tell you, getting off of that, mm-hmm. I mean... I probably should have checked into the Betty Ford clinic. Literally, like, I thought I was dying, like, coming off of it, which is why they always tell you, oh, don't just get off of it. You have to wean yourself off. There is no weaning yourself off. It was a very scary time, and I was like, wow. Then moving more into alkaline, because it just, I was like, that makes total sense about the blood, minerals, Mm -hmm. pH balance, Mm -hmm. acid. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like basic science right so i started reading about it and i became obsessed and i was like well okay now i'm getting all this information i gotta figure it out mm-hmm. let me tell you i haven't been on a single pill mm-hmm. of any kind in over three years wow and i've never had to cancel anything i got through 20 performances of butterfly in basel what 20 20 performances and i mean we don't have any covers in basel they'll just call they'll try to find somebody else somewhere but Right. I mean, my Suzuki was out one night, like a couple of nights. I, I mean, I had a different Pinkerton sometimes, right. but Butterfly was always in the house. Oh, that's okay. right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm passionate about that lifestyle. And if that, it, look, if this was supposed to be my thing, if I can be an example and help one other person, there's like, gosh, I don't know what is going on with me. Mm-hmm then that's worth it to me. Right. So in COVID, I officially became that vegan soprano. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm all about promoting the healthy lifestyle. I happen to be an opera singer, mm-hmm. but 
that's not all that I do. And I think that um, there's so much more to tap into that will be coming. Yeah, and I'm yeah. excited about it. You know, I'm excited about those projects. I like, and like I said, mentoring has been another thing that I thought about. I was like, you know, we're here on the shoulders of great teachers. I mean, and the kids coming up behind us, they don't even know what they don't have. You know, so I talked to, you know, I talked to Simon Estes. They go, who? And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? Come on. <laughs> you know, and it became clear to me that I needed to do more in that respect when I was singing in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to see, you know, Mr. Shirley after all these years. And he said, he came up to me afterwards and he said, to see you on stage now doing what you do mm -hmm. just validates all of my yes, work. Yes, I saw that. I, that was fabulous. That I would been, I was, I would have been crying. I was, I was in tears. I mean, I get teary now. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, you know, these kids need us. You know, so I talked to like my colleagues. I talked to Morris. I talked to Russell. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's our job. Mm -hmm. It's our job to step into those positions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be the one out front going. Right. Right. But I'm moving. Mm -hmm. I'm helping to get works produced. Mm -hmm. I choose to, to be that way. I don't need, I don't need the validation. I don't do it for the gram. Mm -hmm. I want, I, I just want it out there. I want for the kids to know that their, their voices are important and it doesn't always have to come through an aria in Bohem. Mm-hmm that there's so much more to you. Art is so much more than just singing standard rep in opera. Like we're, we, we are some of the most amazing, creative people. And now is the time to tap into that. Mm -hmm. And it does not have to, it doesn't have to, and it cannot and will not look the way it looked. Right, it won't. Back before it's March 16th. It's all changed. As Miss Cortez says, <laughs> we're not going back to brunch. I know you don't want to hear that, right. but I'm telling you, we're not. It's not going back. I mean, and look, every day we keep finding out more. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you didn't see that coming? Yeah. Come on. You didn't see that spring, that spring season wasn't coming. You didn't see that? Come on now. <laughs> I know. Uh, listen, I had this Hold very on. same conversation with Morris when we left that show and he was like okay are you home are you safe and mm -hmm. i was like yeah i'm good he's like well you know um you know let we'll get through this you know maybe back by august <laughs> coming back in august i was just i was just talking to him the other day i was like <laughs> i said i'll see you at work boo right Right, right. And the, and the other thing about this, this forces the companies, and, the, and this is not to say disparage any of our, our European colleagues, but this forces the companies to have to use people here, that are here. I'm so excited to be a part. See, again, it was not, when I took the job at Atlanta, mm -hmm. I was very clear that with Tom, I, I liked Tomer's innovation about investing in the artists mm -hmm. because we're always the last ones on the totem pole. The we are under the dirt, the first layer of dirt that the totem pole is sitting on. Okay, no one's ever thinking about us. And 
a certain company made that very clear. Oh, it was like you can't pretend anymore absolutely. that what is 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 not what is. Right. And when Toma was like, "Look, we have like a whole international company living right up here in the city." Absolutely. And absolutely. he was like, "What do you think?" You ain't got to pay no hotels. Like, you ain't got to pay no airline. <laughs> And I was, literally, I was sitting out in my garden, and it was like, I don't know, like last spring, and I was like, you mean like, a, like run like a real, like opera company, like in Europe? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I was like, it, and I love, and I said, someone has to be the way forward. Mm-hmm. Someone has to do it. Like, why are people afraid? And I, maybe some companies aren't quite capable now, mm-hmm. but you know what? You better find a way. Yeah. Because guess what? we're not going back to brunch. And I love that they are, you know, look, we're, we're making it work. We're finding people like, well, how are you doing that? You know, that was the other backlash. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to happen. And this is why I just encourage all of our colleagues that are in the industry to be kind to one another and just know that this process is not about, oh, look at me, I'm working. Yeah. It's about yeah. finding a way for us so that we can't say, oh, no, we just, we just can't open, we can't do it. No, that's no longer acceptable. Right. Because remember, it was like weird to do any online content. No one could even can, like fathom the idea of putting up a concert mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Pavarotti is looking real smart right now. That's oh, all I have to say. Let me, he is the king. Do you hear me? The goat. <laughs> The goat, okay? Um, I'll put it out there. That man made me. I was studying him. Thank you. I was studying him. And when I and I looked at this documentary when I realized when I saw um I had forgotten because I was a kid when it came out, but he had done that American Express commercial. I was like, oh my god, because I used to love that commercial. Yes. I love that commercial. And so he was branding himself, and I was that's why he made millions, and folks was just what? He made opera cool to regular people who thought that they were excluded. Right. Are we not in that exact time right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm like, come on. I don't want to do a basic bohem. Mm -hmm. I want to create something new because guess what? The kids don't care. Right. They don't care. Right. You've got so much to compete with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I have a kid. Like I'm thinking about like him growing up through opera. Mm I will never forget my first part, my first best mm-hmm. in glitter glass, mm-hmm. which by the way, I've only ever done those if it happened to work. I did not really want, I, at one point I couldn't get a best. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get a Clara. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. that, whatever. Um, that's odd. And then I finally got one because my son was playing baseball in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can see him on housing. Okay, wait, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. But I remember him coming to the field because he'd hang out and he'd be playing basketball, you know, on the grounds or whatever. And he was like, wait, all these people are in the same opera? Right. <laughs> I, was like, I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, like he'd never, he was like, oh, I just thought, I was like, what do you think? We're just here having a picnic? Right. He's like, <laughs> Never seen this many black people before. Right, right, exactly. But you know, as time has gone on, like I realized, like he doesn't. He was like, I mean, he's like, you know, it's nice to see like friends and Uncle So and So and Sananti So and So, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, but like the storyline. Yeah. 
And I realized he can't relate. There's nothing to do with him in his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we've got to start, and none of that, but we can't relate either. Right. Like, that's not our, our like, can we start having some opera that, like, actually just highlights some good things that like black people have good lives too you know what i mean like we're happy black people are happy being black and we have lots of other stories to tell we're not it's not all down and out doom and gloom and guess what we're here because we've come through that and we will still survive through all of that but let's just highlight something else now yeah let's let's, you know and i think that's important um and i know i was doing a a libretto workshop at you know with fort worth opera and i was so thrilled to see some of the new work that is coming. I cannot champion new work mm-hmm. enough. Mozart was contemporary in his day. Right. He was turning them out every week. So why are we stuck? Right. And we've got to appeal to our audience now. <clears throat> right. And right. you know what? I mean, Pavarotti, he was the start of that. And he and everyone, they made fun of him. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He was singing with Aretha Franklin. So. <laughs> Look, I was Pavarotti and friends. Look forward to it every every year. year. It was like, ooh, who's gonna be like? Who's gonna be on it now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we need. That's what we need. So, and I and I've used this as an experiment, and and I've always said we need a really good looking barahunk to date a pop. So I just say, for instance, say, let's say Taylor Swift was dating an opera singer of, uh, uh, you know, tenor, baritone, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter, around her age and was dating. Every little girl, Alice Taylor Swift, would be running to the opera house to see this man that she's dating. That's the connect that we're missing. And, and, And it's a cheap way of doing it and it's an easy way of doing it, but to get, we have to get opera back in the pop culture, into the pop culture. It used to be opera again it was still an elitist thing, but it was always something in page six about Maria Callas. Uh, hello. <laughs> Her oh, and 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 Oh she girl, she says so and so and so and so. Yes. She says so but it was in the paper the next you know, it was always in the paper. So it made it visible. We knew it was there. It was gossip. It was glamour. It was this, it was that. Okay, gone is the glamour is not the biggest part of it anymore. It's it's about the art form. Yes. And um, we need to get we need to get Mr. Johnson, like I said before, Mr. Johnson and Miss Green, who who owns the mechanic shop or bubble, and and to get them to the opera, it's it's cheaper to go see an opera than it is a music uh, see something in the musical theater. You can get a ticket cheaper. I mean, in this very look in this very city, and I've made it my mission. You know, I it's funny because when I was here last and I put in for my comp tickets for the mm-hmm. show, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> they called me from the office and said, uh, we, we just want to be sure that we have the name right mm-hmm. on your comps. And I said, y- yes. Mm-hmm. Marvin Freeman of, like, of the Atlanta Braves? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, is a problem? <laughs> and, the, and she was like, like, like Hall of Fame pitcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yeah. free. Uh huh. And she was like, oh, wow. And I was like, and I said, you know, even t- to Tomer, I said, 
there are so many people that you have not touched in this right. city. Right. So having a home team and making a start is a great way. I was like, there's a lot of movers and shakers in Atlanta that you haven't even begun to touch. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, you know that like Bo Jackson is in town all the time. Yeah, Atlanta. You I'm, would change. You baseball. would change. Baseball. Baseball would be a, you know, show it. Show. I think some. Who does that? Washington does it. They'll show the opera, uh, uh, opera night at the baseball field. Why are we not partnering with the Braves? Man, yeah, yeah. I mean, our tent is on the field of Ogle, the baseball field of Oglethorpe mm. University. Wow. We're on a baseball field at Oglethorpe University. Like I looked up and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's almost like amphitheater seating over there." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why are we not using that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the one. Girl. I mean, tickets selling, so people are people are desperate to get out. Yeah. So we just need to make a start, and it, it requires people thinking outside of the box. Right. Don't be scared. Right. Who cares if it's never been done before. We're doing it now. Doing it now, right? That's that's how everything has ever been started. New things, but innovation has always been started because no one ever done it before. Yeah, I mean, and I hope that more companies, you know, pick up for. I hope uh, so too, but they, but if they don't, if they don't, you come up with your own stuff. And I was trying to be nice. You know, I was going to say something else, but <laughs> clean right now. All right, let's get to some last two fun questions. Okay, what is your guilty pleasure? that nobody knows about <laughs> except your dearest dick your close dearest ride and die friends but what is your guilty pleasure <laughs> i know <laughs> plants and everybody knows that it's the plants everybody knows you love plants it's bad no no it's bad like i'll come home and it's like where, where are you gonna put that one it's i mean literally like we live in a forest Okay. <laughs> and what was um, that? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I would say, like, okay, I always tell women, buy pretty underwear for yourself. Yes. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed with matching sets. Okay. <laughs> That's thank, you, thank you, thank you, Riri, for giving me life. Oh, the show, because like the savage, the savage, Ooh, the savage. and for everyone, and for every woman. Yeah, for every woman. I love her yeah. again. Another like that kind. I mean, I love someone who's thinking outside of the box, and she did it at a time, and it wasn't about like she did it before it was popular to do it. Yeah. She was just like, "What? I mean, I right. this, you don't look like the women I know." Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, so oh, matching, yeah. matching long underwear sets and <laughs> I, I, plants. I like. I need to stop. Oh, okay. I, need, I need to stop. <laughs> All right. So, last question is the a fun question. Who is your celebrity crush? You know, I don't have a celebrity crush. Yeah. I know. I know. I. I. But let me explain why. Mm -hmm. I think it may be because in some way I've already, I've always grown up around either like 
pro athletes, therefore celebrities that they date or in their circle. And I've known them, still know them. I mean, like, because, you know, my son's in the MLB program. So still, I know people that people would say are celebrities, but I know them intimately. Right. And I know them wanting to be real people, just like we're like, we're people first. Absolutely. Before we, Absolutely. And I know the struggle that it, you know, everybody, it's, it's hard to get to celebrity life. Yeah. And I never envy no. someone for what they have to go through to get there. So I don't really have a, I mean, I admire strong women. Like I'd say Viola Davis, mm. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People just thought that she was going to be a pop star. More cool than you. I mean, she's for the album. that's smart though. That's, it's, it's, Again, another singer. Nobody questioned her when she wanted to brand. Why are we as opera singers? Why do we think that if you do something else other than opera, you're not legit? Right. We have to stop that. Stop that. Absolutely. That's why we're not of value. Mm-hmm. Because we have not branded ourselves as important people right. happen to sing opera. Right. Right. Now, can you imagine if you had branded yourself and COVID hit, you'd still be working? <laughs> still be working. Well, some of us have been working. Well, and that's <laughs> where right there. We're going to leave this interview right <laughs> That's a beautiful button. And some of us... <laughs> <laughs> There it is, and it, and and the thing is, and it doesn't have. We're not, and then we're not talking about opera per se. No, we're not talking. No. About opera. we're not talking about singing. No, we're still working, and people, working on that next thing. Yes, people are thriving <clears throat> in COVID. Absolutely, absolutely, it's not all doom and gloom. No. But, and, the, and, and the other thing that, the one thing that taught me about this, and even though it didn't affect me as, well, it did affect me, I'm not going to lie. The, the recession in, in, in oh. 08 and 10, nobody was working. Opera houses closed, orchestras shut down. Mm-hmm. Nobody was working because there was no money to be had. No, you got to a point where you were like afraid to turn on your computer in the morning, right? Because you're like, oh gosh, not another contract. Contracts people had, yeah. So if that didn't teach you anything, to to prepare for the next time it's going to happen. Because there won't be a next time. Which is now. Which is now. And there won't be a next time after this. Mm, Well. I mean is not worth it we bounce back. Oh, right. No, no. Not that you're going to catch me off guard. Right, yeah. right. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It may come around, but it's not going to affect me this time. I'm going to be okay. Yep. All right. And, yeah. and, there, and there is live your life. There's life off of the stage. There's life outside of the, I mean, and that's why you can bring life into the theater because you have a life outside of the theater. Right. I don't know. Seems crazy. Like I don't. For me, like it, like when I'm leaving rehearsal, I'm like, okay, it's a baseball field, and I'm like, it's getting out clothes. I'm getting out. I'm I'm trying to get out of here. You know, I love that. I relish <laughs> like just sit at a game and like not be an opera person. Like just. Oh, be I'm a football girl. I'm football. Don't get me in front of a football game. I yeah, I know. What well, you know, my uncle played pro, right? Huh. You, my uncle played pro for the 49ers. Oh, no, no, I didn't know that. John Taylor. What, what, what team? 49ers, John Taylor. 
Nice. So I've I'm always I've always grown up around athletes. I mean it's kinda mm-hmm. you know. I know people are gonna boo this. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So and <laughs> I get that response every time. Ride or die since I was thirteen years old. So I'm a I'm practically a lifelong fan. <laughs> you ain't that's okay. <laughs> so it's all Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I get I get it all the time. I get the flack all the time, but it's not going to change. I'm a ride or die fan. Yeah. I, I mean, I still get it. Like when we're here, and they're like, "Oh, who's your team?" And like, "Oh, we're still going. We're with the Yankees." And they're like, "You know, you live in Atlanta, right?" And then and it gets funny. I mean, and not only that, but like my son's like mentor and his two mentors are like mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Braves. I mean, like their names are there when you walk in. We're like, oh, Yankees. <laughs> look, <Sorry. laughs> look. If you're some place for the Braves, they gonna look past that. They gonna look. Past that. The only team. I listen. This, I'm gonna get that. this is not popular, but I said, I would sooner you play for the Red Sox than for the Astros. We don't lie and cheat in this house. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, they, some shit. I don't follow baseball well, but I know that's shady stuff. Look, it's shady and, it's shady and, ba- and football, too. Who was it the team that was filming the plays? As they oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's shady all over. Totally shady. <laughs> Listen. Opera and sports are really not that different. Right. They're really not. I mean, personalities, the, the stage is different. Right. But the personalities, the, mm, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the same. Well, yeah. Elise, I want to thank you. This has been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on. My Being the first female guest on my show. I am going to honor this. I'm going to stop.